You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to episode number 14 of Just a Nibble, the not-quite-daily beaver. For those moments when you still want your beaver grizzly goodness, beaver grizzly, beaver grizzly, I've got gravy on my mind, I think, at the moment, beaver grizzly goodness, <laughs> but just don't have time for a whole bite. Today, recording day is Monday, November 7th, 2022, and looking out my window, because we've fallen back, it's now light when we're doing the show instead of dark, uh, it looks like it's going to be a lovely day here at the Beaver Lodge. I used to always have to check the weather network before I made that comment until we fall back because it was dark so i couldn't tell fair point (laughs) i'm your host the eager beaver pronouns he him hey mr beaver a and well um i am really happy because i have had an most excellent weekend so i hope you have two kits uh but before we get started uh, oh yes of course a big thank you goes to our podcast sponsors uh the pepper master the mist fee mysteries from corvid moon publishing and canadiantarot.com and before we go any f- before we go any further we have to say welcome to our podcasts fine and furry friend good morning mr grizzly how's your mental health today and how was your weekend uh, good morning. My uh, mental health is pretty good. My weekend was uneventful. Um, day two after my bivalent shot kind of knocked me on my butt, so I was in bed all day Saturday, so I missed all of that gorgeous weather myself personally, which is a bummer because how often is it 22 degrees in November on a Saturday, right? Right. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I have a yes. sinus infection. Yes. Yes, I have chronic sinusitis, so this happens to me periodically throughout the year. This is nothing new to me, but it uh, it lowers my voice a little bit and gives it a, a different timber, that's for sure. Yes, a little extra growl. Growly, growly, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> it is Veterans Week this week, so um, I, do, I, yes. I don't have a poppy. This is a, my undersweater. I have one right here on my coat, and I've got another one over there, so don't worry. I, I do have my poppy. I'll... I'll be sporting it when I head out the door to go to work. Oh, mm-hmm. and speaking of, I do actually have to go into the office this morning because my vacation starts Friday, and I have to train a guy to um, basically do my job while I'm on vacation for two weeks starting uh, starting Friday. So, uh, yeah, I have to go into the office this morning. So this will be literally just a nibble today. All right. How much time do we have? 
Uh, if I leave here at 7.35, I'm good to go. All right, then uh, let's make it to very quick. Uh, good morning, Kit Pasta Gabe. Good morning, Kit Elaine. Good morning, Kit Linda. And good morning, Kit Hugh. It's lovely to see you today, particularly this week. Um, um, okay, um, so uh, we have some few headlines then that we'll go through relatively quickly. Um, I got to pop up. I got to pop up this one real quick though, because oh, okay. this is from the worst person you know, and you agree with him today. Oh, I, I agree with him. I agree with my. I've I've been. So I've seen eye to eye with him on this for years, and it hasn't changed. I'm going to put it up on the screen right now. It's from Brett Wilson. <laughs> Christmas decorations can wait for November 12th, home or office or retail. It can wait. You know why. I completely mm-hmm. agree with him. I have been uh, adamant about this for years. Can we wait until after Remembrance Day, people? Please. It's mm. one week. And then you got yep. the whole month of November after that and all of December to go nuts. But please, out of respect for our veterans, my father being a veteran, my grandfather being a World War I veteran, and I knew him, I knew him up till 1996, 95, sorry, when he passed away. So, yeah, please, just just hold off on the Christmas stuff until after Remembrance Day. Again, I don't like Brett W. Wilson, or W. Brett Wilson, or whatever the hell his name is, because he's kind of an obnoxious individual who actually, I think, has severe mental health issues. However, even a broken mm-hmm. clock is right twice a day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Personally, I agree with this too. Although I did see someone make a comment on Twitter saying the veterans fought for you to be able to have the right to put your Christmas decorations up whenever the bleep you please. No argument. Which I guess is a fair point. But no argument. Personally, I personal. Let's just put it this way. Personally, I feel it's in bad taste. I agreed. No, I completely agree with that person's statement too. Yes. Right. Yes, they did. However, out of respect, However. you know. I'm, 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 I'm with you there and I'm with him there too. Um, you know, uh, and you know, Christmas was weird for me as a kid. I'm, yeah, I've, I've, let's just say it this way. I've grown to like it as an adult now that I'm with my, uh, my beaver sweetie. Um, and, uh, for us, it's been, a it's a good week too, because it's our anniversary week. Yes. Uh, yes. On Thursday, it will have been around 10 PM. We'll have been, uh, 10 years that we've met. And, cool. Uh, we met one night, we were holding hands the next day, and we never parted since. <laughs> so, wow. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm envious yeah. of that. I, I have no idea what that's like. None. Zero. Yeah. My heart went boom. Oh, I've definitely felt that before, but, you know, two, three years, yeah. and they usually dump my ass because I'm broke. Oh. Well, they've, I've oh. been told that. Paul, you simply don't have enough money. Whatever. Thank you for telling me who you actually are as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to life. There's more to life. I think so. Um, Yeah. Um, So... Uh, in the news, there's lots, 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 lots going on. Uh, tomorrow is U.S. midterms. Uh, over 40 million, uh, near to 40 million Americans have cast early votes, which is more than have cast votes in 2018, which was one of the highest uh, voting midterms in U.S. history. Uh, people are saying that the House is more likely to go uh, to the Republicans. I mm-hmm. do not know why they're saying that there's going to be a red wave, that the Senate might be a toss up. Uh, I'm really hoping that, uh, all of those, uh, women who have, uh, 
added themselves to the voters registers list because uh, those numbers have gone up uh, will make the difference and will prevent that from happening. Um, but we don't know. And of course, we're probably going to be treated to the same thing of a whole bunch of people saying, uh, uh, you know, there was something wrong with the vote, that it wasn't free and fair or something like that, which has never been the case. But yeah. you know, we're now in an era where all you have to do is just say it and leave the rest to me. So <clears throat> anyway, and my minions, of course, because there's no lack of minions, minions willing to make money on that kind of stuff. Is today, uh, is it today is the election? The, the uh, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. On Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in oh, Israel. Super, tu- super Tuesday. That's what they call it, right? Uh, no, that's uh, that's in the primaries oh, okay. uh, for, for presidential. Yeah. When most of the states have the a big chunk of states have their um their primary results on the same day. Uh, and in Israel, uh, they had their fourth election in five years, and uh, Netanyahu, uh, which is you know, the equivalent of political herpes, because no matter how many times they try to get rid of him, he keeps coming back. Well, he got his majority. He stayed in there long enough uh, yeah. with a coalition of three uh, parties that are ultra-right-wing. Um is it, is it so, their fourth election in five years or fifth election in four years? I can't remember. I get it mixed fifth up. Fifth election in four years. Yeah, that's sorry. a lot. Yes, fifth election in four years. Sorry, that was my mistake. Um, so, yeah, um, he stuck around. He won his gamble. Uh, and now he's going to make, uh, you know, he's going to make his court case disappear. So. Well. Um, well, which is what, you know, the orange stain south of us wants to do yeah uh, it says that he's probably going to announce uh, his bid to run again uh on november 14th uh though the justice department seems to have uh uh let's say uh organizing itself uh, to be able to uh take him down uh because they have uh, brought in a whole bunch of uh lawyers over the past few weeks because they're not uh doing they have that thing where 60 days before an election or whatnot they're not laying charges and stuff like that but the grand juries and stuff have still been going on and they've been uh, bringing in talent uh that seems to give every indication that yes that they are going to pursue this mm-hmm. um yeah and is a uh, corporation is in court at the moment uh, uh so you know the trump organization may not uh, uh be around anymore and uh there was a decision uh that anything that any corporate move that they want to do because of course they're thinking that you know they just might shift assets to another state or that type of stuff now needs to be given 30 days warning and an approval by the court before they can do that so so he can't shift his money and his assets around in case you know he's fined and says well you know i no longer have assets in new york so Yeah, and you know he's going to pull that stunt too, right? Right, yeah. So they sort of uh, headed him off at the pass on that. Uh, So that's U.S., that's Israel, and there were elections in Denmark as well uh, where the party that was in power, uh, which is more of a left party, uh, um, got brought back into office, so at least there's that. Uh, it's kind of weird trying to figure out where the world is going. If we're yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a populism swing, uh, definitely bleeding into fascism. If we're not careful, yeah. there was a, and we're getting some, we're getting yeah. some of that in Ontario. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah with uh, the QP strike and what uh, 
I'm going to just say it, that fucker Doug Ford. <laughs> I'm, that's his name now. That fucker Doug Ford uh, is doing. Uh, and uh, he seems to be losing the PR war on that um, recent poll by Abacus Data that was taken on November 4th and 5th of 1,000 adults in Ontario has uh, found that uh, 62% of Ontarians, I believe that the number was, uh, have attributed the blame uh, for the school closures onto the Ford government, and 71% want the provincial government to negotiate a fair deal with education workers rather than continue its current approach. And it seems that Doug Ford is doubling down because uh, of he's he hearing is. on the internet that he is stopping daycares from uh, allowing uh, parents who have children that would be in school full-time to actually send their children to daycare during the strike. So now he's trying to crush parents as well. He's taking away their options. So he's taking away the right to negotiate a contract, a right to pursue the trampling of a forced contract in court, which has already been deemed illegal when it was tried before and resulted in $215 million mm-hmm. in damages having to be paid. And now anybody who wants to support uh, the workers or any families that have the children at home that say, okay, well, we'll put them in daycare while we go to work. He's taking away their right to work too by not allowing daycares to take students of those age into daycare. Christ, what an asshole. I mean, I got nothing else. The guy's just an asshole. Now, did you know that... Um, uh, sorry, I almost lost my train of thought there. Um, Dougie uh, hiding out at his cottage, of course, because you know he was at... Right. What, did he show up at 5 a.m. the other day and then disappeared really quickly? Mm-hmm. And he's basically been hanging out at his cottage all weekend on the phone, which is either his skidoo, his boat, or his side-by-side, or four-by-four, whatever you want it. But it sure as hell isn't mm-hmm. the actual telephone, I can tell you that. Because mm-hmm. he's not doing anything. Did you know that the BC Teachers Union has donated a million dollars to QP to help them? Ah, oh, that's wonderful. I saw that earlier this morning. I get up at five, right? So I read yeah. a lot before I start doing this. And uh, yeah, so I think we're going to see a general strike uh, across the province, because a lot of labor unions are now getting to the point where, like, look, we're going to have a one-day walkout everywhere just to support. And people are pissed mm-hmm. about this, and justifiably so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying well, on the first day, you know, I'm surprised that all the unions weren't out at the same time. I'm actually okay with that. I'm hoping that this is the type of thing, you know, where QP strikes for three or four days and, you know, let's say they're not getting any, they're not getting any action from the federal government. Uh, and then, you know, ETFO joins them for four or five days and that right. doesn't work. Then somebody else joins them for four or five days, because if they all came out on the first day, by the th- third, fourth or fifth day, um, you know, the news would move on to something to something else. But if it keeps growing slowly, then it keeps it in the attention of the news strategically, yeah. I'm speaking here. Uh, and this has a lot of awareness. According to this Abacus poll, 80% of Ontarians are aware that the provincial government passed a law that forces Ontario education workers to be back at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they have busy lives and they're not paying attention. Well, people are attention, paying attention. And 76% of Ontarians are aware uh, that the government used the notwithstanding clause. So, yeah, the message is getting out there, which is good, and we need to spread it as wide and as far as we can, that he stripped people of their rights because he wants to strong-arm them into a shitty contract because they haven't had a raise in how many years? 
Lower well, I mean, house, right? it's it's been like one percent the last ten years, right? Yeah, I think one percent, one point five. I think the highest was one point eight. It might have hit two. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong in the in the comments, please. Uh, but basically, he's been giving them, I think, 0.5. And, like, just come on. When the cost of living's at 8%, and he's like, well, we can't afford it. Sure you can. You cut $2 billion from the school budget. Put it back, Dougie. Put it back. Yeah. That $1 billion he decided not to take in penalties from Highway 407 would have come in handy right about now, wouldn't you it? You think? So, yeah, he can forego money when it's his friend's. Anyway, uh, uh, but the the goal of this is to divide and conquer, and it is working a little bit in one sense. Uh, half of Ontarians think it's a bad idea to use the notwithstanding clause to force education workers back to work, while about one in three think it's a good idea. But parents are more divided because they're the ones that can't go to work and have the children at home, especially after two and a half, two and a half of years of COVID and you know everything that's been done in education. And that's what he's banking on, that parents that were fed up on that are going to turn Oh, yes. on the teachers by doing this. And in terms of parents, uh, 42% think it's a good idea to have used the notwithstanding clause. So, you know, 42 over 33%, while 46 think it's a bad idea. So he's still on the losing side and he doesn't have the majority, but he does have more support. Well, Among PC voters, of course, 60% approve. I don't get that because yeah. you could be next. Well, that's uh, just it. He's coming for and every then, public institution there is. Don't kid yourself. He will come after every public institution. He will privatize everyone. His wealthy donor, elite friends, will profit off of us, and we're going to pay for it. And, of course, men doing us a disservice uh, are 13 points more likely to think it's a good idea to invoke the clause than women. Well, and Linda's comment here, it costs more to send out those $200 checks than it would have been to give them the raise they want. And that's absolutely true because... How many of those yes. checks were sent out? There were millions of those sent out. There's not millions of QP employees in the province of Ontario that work in education. Yeah. yeah. Could, they could have done it just by simply, instead of trying to bribe the, pop, the, the, the uh, population, the populace, instead of trying to bribe the constituents, they could have just given them the raise and all this could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bribe was unnecessary because he was going to win the election anyway. So based on polling and everything. So, you know, um, so if you uh, have the opportunity to support QP in any way, either joining the protest for a couple of hours, uh, throwing a little money their way, uh, please do, kids, um, because uh, yeah. it's just insane. It's just, just insane. Um, I, I really don't know how other... <laughs> What other way to put it? Um, a quick st moving on to our next subject. Uh, a quick stop at the Public Order Emergency Commission, uh, Mr. Grizzly. You made an appearance. Yeah, boy, did I ever! Um, and as a result, and because I am currently suspended from Twitter till next Friday, um, I've been getting pilloried on Twitter, and I can't respond to anybody. So um, it's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. You're absolutely right. Because you know my response would not have been kind. <laughs> yeah, and you would have spent... Listen, life is short. and Yeah. You've got better things to do with your time than responding to people or pillaring you for doing... Oh, but you should see some, some of the comments, though. I laugh at a lot of them because they're like, wow, are you tone deaf? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, without going into that too much, uh, the lawyer from the city of Ottawa had prepared a Tomorrow. montage... Of, um, oh no, Emily, 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 I think yes. is her name, yes. 
yes, a montage of uh, things that were going on from the point of view of uh, the residents uh, and presented it to two of the loudmouths that were being examined at the same time and said, you know, uh, if this was going on at your doorstep in front of your house and you were not part of it, mm-hmm. right, not part of it. So let's say, for example, it was a people gathered to have honk their horns for 25 days straight and yell and scream and pitch fireworks and all that kind of stuff in favor of vaccine mandates and mask mandates and this, would you have supported that? And then the woman who was on the stand really tried not to answer the question. Yeah. Go around, go around, go around before finally committing perjury and said she would. And then the dick that was there wearing his medals. Yeah. 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 Standing for absolutely everything against which those medals were there. Just turned around and said, yeah, I would. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't asshole. Bullshit. No, you wouldn't asshole. You wouldn't be doing that if it was for the opposite of what those people in Ottawa were there together to do. You would not have gone and joined them. And I'm just, I don't know if there's a way to go after them for perjury, but no, none of, none, they literally committed perjury. None of this can be opinion, held against them, though. None of this can be held against them. Yeah, it's yeah. just part of the public inquiry. You can't hold anything against them. Uh, to answer your question, Pasta Gabe, I can't actually say what got me suspended. <laughs> because we're on we're live on Facebook, we're live on YouTube, we're live on Twitch, we're live on Twitter, we're live on a lot of services. I can't say what got me suspended, but if you want to send me a DM, I can tell you. He extended an invitation to people to perform uh, an act. An act. <laughs> and I, I told them to choke and on a it. Difficult time doing that. Yes. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It was See, Tom Marazzo and a few of his followers, and I guess, I guess, being that I'm the soy boy, uh, what what they what do they call me? The cock soy boy, government employee, elite, all the things that I'm not. Um, that I'm the snowflake, but the, the, the minute I punch back, they're the ones who turn into the snowflakes melt and have to uh, get me suspended. Mm-hmm. Now, the upside of this, the good news is that, uh, according to Abacus, again, it appears that uh, the loudmouths have lost the PR war on this, uh, with uh, 63% of Canadians believing that the federal government made the best choice it could in the circumstances to use the Emergencies Act. Um so, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you've, they've lost the PR war. Uh, oh, you're welcome, Pastor Gabe. That's the advantage of having been a former spin doctor is you have a way to um, frame things using everyday words <laughs> to make things more palatable. <laughs> and palatable is an actual an accidental pun. <laughs> Play on words here. Um, uh, I guess since we have to close soon, I won't get into another topic, uh, but I will go into some personal stuff. Um, this weekend, uh, we, as the kids may know, we were at the Eastern Ontario Drama League uh, One Act Play Festival presenting uh, our play production, The Auditions, uh, which was written by Greg Duncan. Uh, in the course of the competition, there were nine theater companies from Eastern Ontario there. And... Uh, we won two awards. Cool. Awesome Yay. stuff. Uh, so we won uh, the award. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Helen R. McGregor Award, which was uh, given by the adjudicator itself uh, for the play that best represented the spirit of theater or the production. Uh, so there, that was kind of interesting. That was the first award of uh, the award ceremony. So that was kind of cool. And uh, Bill Morrow, who is part of our cast, uh, won one of the two acting awards uh, for comedy. 
Uh, and basically the, the point of the play is people are coming in for an audition and uh, they're given a blank sheet of paper. Oh, and cool. they're told to audition. Uh, and some people don't react well. Mm. <laughs> and some people do. And Bill Morrow, uh, his role was sort of like a Shakespearean actor who's been at Stratford. And he basically strings together about 20 well-known Shakespearean quotes. Okay. Uh, but but playing on them in terms of the audition. So like, is this a script I see before me? <laughs> you know, without words and, you know, like and all that kind cool. of stuff and really and he did it really well because he's got that bass voice in the carriage of a <laughs> Shakespearean actor so and you know so it was a he did very well and it was very 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 well deserved um and also I'm trying uh, to remember because, my Shakespeare right now and I'm having a difficult time yeah mind my characters I had to do someone who uh was like completely bored and seemed to want to be anywhere in the else in the world but there and then deliver uh, the friends Romans countrymen speech mm -hmm. uh super super fast like with no rhythm and monotone <laughs> by the pricking of my thumbs something wicked this way comes <laughs> uh, and apparently I did a good job because uh, some of the people that were in the audience at the awards brunch turned around and said, wow, you really did play against type because we saw you before and after and you're such a doll. And, but when you were up there, I wanted to slap you. So I was like, yes, good. that's what you want. Yeah. That's job well done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and for those uh, wondering, um, my, uh, the radio play that I was talking to you about, mm -hmm. uh, the sound castle, uh, it debuted yesterday. Uh, it went live, and um, I'm starting to hear some feedback, and it was uh, pretty well received, actually. So uh, that's kind of fun, uh, and it should already be up uh, on uh, on the web. If you go to cfrc.ca, um, you should be able to find it there, but I believe it's also available in podcast. If you look for something called shortwave theater festival, uh, in your podcast downloads, uh, you should probably be able to find the sound castle. Uh, this is parts two and parts three. Uh, part one was, uh, last year, mm -hmm. uh, uh, no, two years ago. Uh, but if you want to listen to that and if you have, uh, children, uh, it's very, 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 uh, child, whoops. Oopsie. Child appropriate. That was my alarm. Um, because it's uh, the story of uh, two, uh, two young uh, kids, I think about 14 or 16, who get uh, caught in a castle where every sound that has ever been recorded in the history, or made in the history of the world, um, actually uh, is stored. So, Sound uh, castle. If you want, yeah. yeah, exactly. And of course, um, you know, there's adventures and and uh, trepidation and you know mystery and and all of that good stuff. Uh, so I've just uh, put the link up there for you, uh, Mr. Grizzly. But if you go to www.cfrc.ca/shortwave-theater-festival, well, actually, just CFCR, CFCRCA, like this, and there's a scrolling thing with, uh, you know. The show. Uh, I don't even know what you call that. Uh, one of those things on the on the web where you have images that change that tell you what's on the site. So if you just wait, you'll see shortwave theater Chiron. festival, and you just click on that, and it'll bring you right to it. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I so please listen to it. And let us know what you think. Yes, Mr. Grizzly. I have something here. Uh, Stone Sea Witch sent me yesterday. Uh, I'm going to play this. It's a two minute clip, two minutes and two seconds. It is the creator of Rick and Morty talking about fascism. Have a listen. Ooh. 
minority. We can beat them. We have to say, I'm not a Nazi, though. <laughs> Two-thirds of the country just don't want to be political. It's not politics to say you're not a Nazi. It's like taking a shit. You just do it. Or you explode. You die if you don't shit. And you die if you don't say you're not a Nazi. Fascism is a fucking cancer. It will eat your country unless your country kills it. Here's what happens when you get cancer. Nothing good. Nothing. There is no way out of it. I'm your country's doctor. You've got cancer. You have fascism. You are going to suffer. You are going to fight. You are going to feel pain. You are not getting out of this. We have fascism. It is happening. We're fucking dead, maybe. Or, or maybe they're dead. That's about it. It's not a continuum. There's no gray area. It's not a fad. Fascism doesn't pop up and then recede when it finds out no one's into it. It doesn't respond to love. It doesn't respond to hate. It doesn't respond to ignoring it. It doesn't respond to timeouts. It doesn't respond to attention. It doesn't respond to lack of attention. You stab it. You cut it out. You bombard it with poison. Or you die. And in any case, you will probably die. Don't die talking to cancer. Don't die hanging out with it. Don't die arguing with it on Twitter. It's fucking fascism. Enough. Team up. Stop bitching about Bernie Sanders. I don't care what flavor you want your democracy to be. It's democracy versus motherfucking fascism. I think right. he got his message across, don't you? Yeah, but that's exactly what it is. It's no longer left versus right. It's no longer you know, sovereignty versus federalism like this. It's tyranny versus democracy. Exactly. That's those are the lines these days. Yep. Yes. And you got to get into the game because as we say, democracy is something you do. It's not a freaking spectator sport. You need to have an opinion on this. I say often, there's a lot of things in which you do not need to have an opinion. Ask yourself if you need to have an opinion before you decide to have one and pop off at the mouth. But this you need to have a freaking opinion on. Yes. <laughs> you cannot reason with fascism. You can't. No. Nope. nope. Why do you think my Twitter bio says punch Nazis? Because you got to take them out. You, you, exactly. Get them before they get you. Because they will get you. They will come for you. Don't kid yourself. It's a virus. It's like COVID, right? It doesn't need a vacation. It doesn't need a day off. It doesn't need some time off to go see its mommy. It doesn't get sad because it doesn't have her birthday. Why not? It just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. And it will try to erode your will. You're absolutely because right. You need to be more determined than it. It is the only way. That's it. That's all. Nothing Don't more. Matter. Okay, I gotta right. go. I gotta go right, uh, meet uh, meet my one week uh, my replacement. I gotta train him this week, and then I'm off for two weeks. But but two quick things. Uh, we were gonna uh, originally scheduled to do a, a pub uh, pubcast uh, this coming Saturday, but because it's Mr. Beaver's uh, anniversary, uh, we're gonna postpone that till the 26th because I'm gonna be on vacation. But we're not going to cancel this show. No matter where I am in the world, we're still gonna do these. Okay, so just giving you the heads up. So. Yeah, we'll be back, you know, 
Wednesday morning, Friday morning, and for the next two weeks while I'm on vacation. Um, I haven't determined exactly where I'm going to be yet, but either way, I will bring a laptop and a microphone, and uh, we'll, we'll make a show happen. Yeah, because the best way to make sure I'm probably not going to get to an 11th is not be there for the 10th. <laughs> yeah. And I really want there to be an 11th. Uh, kids, that's the end of this episode of Just a Nibble, the Not Quite Daily Beaver podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. We love it so much that we get up early. Uh, if you have time, please support uh, QP in yes. any way you can. Just just do it uh, and do it because democracy is something you do. Uh, if you want to subscribe, we are at podpage.com. Um, you can send us email at the true north eager beaver.gmail.com. You can communicate with us on our Facebook blog and our Twitter page at true eager on Twitter. Um, uh, if you really like us, please donate to our tip jar. It's at coffeeko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver. And uh, thank you to Kit Aaron, who gave us a little donation over the weekend. We very nice. much appreciate it. And uh, finally, if you'd like to get something for your money, we've got you covered literally with Eager Beaver merch. We have t-shirts, six designs from sizes small to 3XL. Go to deanblundell.square.site slash s slash shop to get yourself some fabulous today. Might be a particularly good time to get yourself a Mr. Grizzly Civics tee these days. Um, and uh, yeah. unfortunately, we don't have a design with a poppy, but we'll have to take care of that for next uh, Remembrance Day. Oh, um, we'd have to check with the Legion on that first. That's Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. We can't just do that's that. True. Yeah, we could see. But we do have a design uh, with True North Eager Beaver, and rather than black letters, all in red along with that. So if you want to go full red, maybe that's the one to get. Yes. Uh, yes. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your Eager Beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. So be kind to and gentle with yourself. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom before we go? punch a Nazi today. There you go. Pretty simple. All right. Roll the credits. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Research, story, and guest curation and copy written by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, the Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. Kits, we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. And eat some breakfast. <laughs> there you go. See you later. See you later. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.